Hey pals, Allison here, and welcome to another episode of We Read It One Night Celebrates Pride Month, the part of the podcast where we talk exclusively about queer people falling in love. Today, we're traveling back to old-timey times where our bisexual king, Alistair, falls in love with his non-binary superstar, Robin, in Unmasked by the Marquess by Cat Sebastian. Bonus content includes us making fun of way too many people's names, accusing half the characters of not knowing how to read, and Rachel valiantly battling through COVID to bring you this episode. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review and connect with us on socials and enjoy the show. Put down like uh, one of those one of those wet pads so yeah, it doesn't get on the mattress. <laughs> so Listener, uh, for those of you just tuning in, Rachel has COVID. Uh, yeah. She made it two years without getting COVID, and now she has it. And she has just sent me a picture <laughs> oh my God. of the sweat imprint. It literally looks like in a murder scene when yeah. they like draw the outline <laughs> of the dead body, except it's like so, it's like a wet spot. <laughs> Kind of looks like a demon. Like the can I post this on demon. our story? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll As a warning, we'll post it on our story. No, not only have I not had COVID this whole time, I haven't been sick in like over two years, like probably three years. You know, well, yeah, that's because just you masks. Out, yeah, and masking. and I don't miss it. And like honestly, I'm I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to. I haven't. I mean, I'm in New York City right now, and as my one of my coworkers keeps telling me, she just got COVID and just like recovered. And she's like, it's only a matter of time before we all get COVID. And I'm like, me and my other coworker are like, can you stop saying that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to get COVID at all. I mean, we're both like vaccinated and boosted, but still. Yeah. One of my friends who's a teacher currently has it for the third time with Jesus symptoms. Christ. Oh my yeah. God. I don't even, I don't have, a, I had a fever the first day. I don't even have a fever anymore. For some reason, the sweating at night is just like yeah, continuing to plague me. I went to Whole Foods today to pick up an Amazon order um, because they have like Amazon lockers there and I can't have stuff delivered to the apartment that I'm staying in because stuff gets stolen all the time because it just gets like left on the front steps. So I ordered it to the Amazon, to the Whole Foods and like no one there is masking. And I was like, I would have thought that like the Whole Foods clientele would be masking, but I guess it's just like all like, like the rich people who can afford to live on the Upper West Side. So like maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I just used I'm staying in my um my friend's apartment for the month um to be back in New York. And she doesn't have a like a washer dryer in the apartment or in the building, but she what she has is a little is a little one. It's like a little portable <laughs> one that you can like carry around. And so it only does like you know, the smallest amount, like a quarter of a load, like per run, but also like every wash cycle is 15 minutes. So it's like, you can do it fast. But I was just like, what an experience this is. Like, I know I just had, I had to like take it into the bath. Well, first I had to call her and I was like, how does this work? (laughs) Because I don't want to flood your apartment if I'm doing this wrong. I remember discovering those things existed like a while back and being like so amazed and be like, why don't we all use these? Like they're, and then I realized like how inconvenient and annoying they actually are. I mean, it's not that bad. I only really have to do two loads. Compared to a normal, but you have to like put it, you have to like disassemble it and like put it in like storage. I mean, no, it's like literally just like all 
one thing. I mean, I don't know if other ones you have to dissemble, but this one, it was like, she just put it in her closet and I just took Mm -hmm. it out of her closet, walked it five feet to the bathtub and put it in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, come on. We're on a tight deadline. Okay. All right. I have to go play Catan tonight. Let's get to it. Um, I have to go sweat my ass off today. I'm sweating my ass off as well because this living room doesn't have air conditioning and it's 90 degrees in New York today. The under boob is insane. But are you sweating your ass off and simultaneously cold? Because... No, I yes, there is that. Okay, today we're doing Unmasked by the Marquess by Cat Sebastian, which takes place in England. So presumably, no one's sweating their ass off in this book <laughs> because England no, has a very mild they temperature. Still, like, would manage to somehow. Like, it would be completely unnecessary, but it would be like seventy-one degrees, and they're wearing like seventeen winter coats and like die of heat exhaustion. Well, well, yeah, but also it was a lot colder then. Like the Thames still froze over. During the time, during the Regency period, which is when this book takes place. (laughs) And this is, it takes place during the spring because it takes place during the London season. Anyway, that's way too much information. This book, happy, happy, happy third week, third episode of Pride. This book is about a bisexual man and a non-binary person. A note about that, the Cat Sebastian does have like an author's note at the end of the book in which she's basically like, you know, I used she, her pronouns in the book. Because, like, that's what felt right. And also, she's like, I don't think the character would have minded. But when I, like, talk about the character outside the book, I use they, them pronouns. So we're going to try to use they, them. But also, you know, sometimes we have to – sometimes the character is dressed like a man and sometimes the character is dressed like a woman and, like, presenting as that. So sometimes it's necessary to use he, she. And also, Rachel had a good point that it's, like, very likely that this character um, uses – she they would use she they pronouns. no no i'm not saying she necessarily would i'm just saying it's not out of the realm of possibility like, right well like, but i yeah. mean the author's note does kind of imply it because because cat sebastian is like she wouldn't have minded if like mm-hmm. me using she her pronouns so like it does imply that like she is non-binary but would also potentially use she her anyway this character where well, i'm gonna call her rob i'm gonna call them robin the entire time because that's like their preferred name well that's the love interest preferred name for them no but it's also the only name that feels right to them like they do have a thought where they're like oh like so their birth name is charity church because they were like a foundling or whatever yeah and like you know british religious people are i, I guess horrible at giving names to people <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah. then they've been living for the past like five years as uh, someone named Robert Selby, who was like their ex-lover slash childhood friend. And like they're now in London with Robert, the real Robert's sister, Louisa, to like get Louisa married up. But just as a side note, if you want more information about gender nonconforming people in historical times, I recommend the book Female Husbands by Jen Mannion. It's really interesting. Non-binary people have existed for all of history. And another thing I like about this book is that it is a retelling of Frederica by Georgette Hare. Hire. I don't really care. For those of you that don't know Georgette Hare, you lucky bastards, you. She is considered by many to be the godmother of modern historical romance. She was like super prolific, prolific, but also was uh, like wildly bigoted in many, many ways, particularly she's like super anti-Semitic, but she also like, you know, all of her books are just like white straight people and like not even acknowledging that other people exist. But the reason I bring this up is because I think 
Georgette Hare would be so angry that someone had rewritten one of her most popular novels as like a super queer book. Like she would have been, she's fucking fuming down in the flames of hell where she inevitably went. She's like, oh, fuck my God. And Kat Sebastian is just like <laughs> sitting in her chair, stroking her like presumed cat that she has at all times. Like, I, I just love it. Like the best way to like piss off a bigot through literature is to write a book based on their story that they would absolutely despise <laughs> that's so is the original just like woman like a more like a you know mulan without like recognizing any of the like no the woman is not at all the the original there's no gender oh it's literally it's someone named frederica who's like the oldest sibling and she's like distant cousins of some like marquis marcus and she's like hey can you help me get my sister married so that like oh, okay. my siblings and can you like help my brother like she has like a lot more siblings too mm. but she it's interesting because the character does go by freddie a lot of the time so like even the original story has that sort of like gender neutral main character although she's like yeah she's always explicitly a woman oh thanks for that background i totally forgot about that i, I remember you told me when you were originally reading this like a while back but because when I originally reading it, I was like, this is so familiar. Like, I've definitely re- – have I read this book before? Like, what the heck? And then I, like, went searching in the Goodreads reviews and someone was like, it's a Fred Riegery telling. And I was like, ah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Nice. So, all right. With that, should we launch in? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> we spent – all right. I spent the first, like, three quarters of this book just being, like – very done with our hero here because he's just so like three quarters of the way through he just has this like brain blast where he's like other people have feelings like i can have empathy for people. like it's very it's but it's even worse than like an anthony bridgerton or something because like he quite literally i mean it's so he had basically okay wait so his name is alistair the marquis of pembroke alistair which is an evil name which is already like a dick dickhead name it's like, like dickhead. alistair, it's very, like, but alistair is like i feel like it's always like i i think i may be thinking of um in What a Girl Wants, the Amanda Bynes yeah. movie, like the evil, mm, like that's true, that's true. Old However, man is named Alistair. <laughs> However, I think I told you this when we were moving you out of your apartment, like last month in New York. I was walking down the street. I, see, what I'm saying is that conception of Alistair, I don't think is going to age very well because it is becoming so popular. I was walking down the street and I overheard like two little boys run into each other, and one of them was like, "Hey, Alistair," to the other one, and like this Alistair would definitely like 10 years ago hands down would have been a colton 10 years before that would have been a like <laughs> i don't even fucking know like brant or something you know like whatever the fuck they're naming kids back it was that kind of kid not, not, you know he was he was not like a i don't know centuries old vampire and or like evil british lord <laughs> like miniature child he was a very like but he was like my daddy drives a rolls royce no not like that like a like oh. a like a like a ten year old who looks like he's gonna grow up and play like varsity football, you know what I mean? Like a bro kid. Like not not to be judging. I'm not trying to judge ten year olds. Okay. I'm just right, saying. Right, I'm just trying right, to give right, you right. like an an idea here. Okay. A Colton right. and an Alistair tell okay. me. Yeah, Alistair is becoming the new Colton. Is what I'm saying. As, I, I, as bizarre as that sounds, you should trust Rachel's name trends. As we stated before, she is a long time behind the name.com. Or it's not right to say it's becoming the Colton because I feel like Colton is a specific type of like name. It's more just like becoming very popular. So it, it's it's horizons are going to be very much broadened from like any singular narrow stereotype uh-huh. of what you might think. Anyway, Alistair, <laughs> his whole thing is that he's obsessed with like keeping his family's estate Getting it into the black, like getting it into the good books of money-wise because <laughs> – 
he sees his dad, you know, the black red, does that make sense? Like, I know what that means. Okay, it was okay, just okay. like getting it into the good books money-wise was really <laughs> <laughing>. <laughs> um, Because his dad, as far as Alistair thinks, has like run it, he ran it into the ground. I mean, he, he did. Died. Objectively. He did. Everybody admits that. Yeah, yeah. But the reason that Alistair, Alistair's like, it's because he was such a profligate and he had all these mistresses. He really only had, he had one mistress. And he just wasted all this money on his mistress and his children. Like, he wasted yeah. money feeding his other children that weren't <laughs> me. How dare he? <laughs> and he has a lot of, like, propriety. He's very stuffy. He's like a funny daddy. Yeah, he's like. just obsessed with doing the opposite of what his dad would have done in any given scenario. Which is to have fun and spend money. So he, he has to do the opposite. Listen, I do – okay. So his father's former mistress, Mrs. Allenby, who I could not stop picturing as Portia Featherington because her <laughs> name is Portia and also like she and her children all have ginger hair. So I was like, it's Portia Featherington and the three Featherington sisters. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> but – his his father's mistress, he do, he is like slut shamey with her and he is like obsessed with propriety and he does eventually get over that. But I do understand him to an extent because like, yes, the dad was like, you know, did love the mistress and he was like just taking care of his other family. But he like that doesn't mean he still wasn't a shitty dad and he well, still did like run the estate into the into the ground. Like that, like the mistress, sure. Mrs. Allenby is like, oh no, like I loved him, but like he was fucking the worst with money. Like he would have ruined everything. And like, and on one hand, I'm like, oh no, poor Marquis, he's lost all his money, boo hoo. But on the other hand, like Regency era estates aren't just like rich people, like living in big houses. They're like a lot of farmers that need the rich people to be able to, you know, fix their roofs and like make the roads and like pay for local schools and churches and like take care of the community and if like the estate is ruined then like the marquis can't do that and it's implied that like alastair is like i want to be able to do that but the estate has not been financially solvent because of all the spending that my dad yeah i think it's just an overcorrection and him like because the outcome was bad for the estate quote unquote like he just assumes that all his father's motivations must have been bad too oh yeah no i mean that is definitely something he has to unlearn but i just feel i feel like he's not like completely like just being a closed-minded dick like he does have some reason for like disliking his dad his dad doesn't seem like he was a great dad yeah it's unclear we do get that like at least from his from alistair's younger brother gilbert that like the mom didn't really care and like was sort of yeah fine with it It was just like go live your life or whatever so it's not like so yeah, unclear. But no matter what the truth is, Alistair has completely over, or, you know, steered in the as far as he can in the opposite direction to the extent that when Mrs. Allenby, his father's basically widow, like I would call him his father's widow at this point. Yeah. Um, and she's only a few years older than Alistair, which is kind of fucked, honestly. Which is a little creepy. Which puts her at like, because at first I thought they were the same age, but even if she's a few years older, that puts her at like 17 when she had her first child, which means yeah. like. Well, she's like 30. He's 34. She's 36. So yeah, she was like 18, but like 17 when she got pregnant. Yeah. Probably. Um, but first I was thinking 15, so it's a little better, but not, not It's much. still creepy. But anyway, she comes in and she's like, hey, Alistair, you know, my oldest daughter, um, she's going to be coming out soon. And your dad gave us, like, plenty of money. Like, don't worry about that. But it would be cool if you would, like, help us out by just, like, getting her invited to some, like, parties or something. And he is just like, ha, 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 ha. No. 
absolutely not. And well, he's, he's he's like, well, she hosts like weekly salons where she like entertains oh, the yeah, brightest cool poets and scholars yeah. or whatever. Yeah, she's super fucking cool. I love Portia. She just like Mrs. Featherington. She's the bomb.com. She <laughs> does not give a fuck. But he's like, well, like, don't you have like you basically exist like on the like on the very, very edge of like like super cool society so like why does you why do you need me to introduce her and she's like well she's becoming a bit of a blue stocking like she just likes to read too much and she's like too smart and I'm like oh, kind yeah. of worried she's like basically I want her to hang out with a ton because the ton are really stupid and I'm hoping <laughs> some of that will rub off on her yeah. <laughs> she just absolutely comes in and just roasts the aristocracy no that is yeah I forgot about that I know <laughs> Every time, yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's what I've noticed with Cat Sebastian's books in general is that every single book book of hers that I've read is like her motto is like queer people eat the rich. Like that is her thesis for every single book. <laughs> She's like, you have to like give up all your wealth <laughs> in order to be worthy of love. <laughs> Or like use your wealth well, for good. Isn't that that's that's like that's not Cat Sebastian. That's Jesus. Like that's the Bible. Oh sure, but I'm saying like every single one of it's like here are queer people, and here is one queer person being like, "Hey, rich people suck," and here is the other rich queer person learning. Oh yeah, rich people do suck. I better use my money for good. <laughs> and I love it. I love. She's like, I have a brand, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. So. After kicking out Mrs. Allenby, um, he also finds out that his younger brother has been like hanging out with the Allenbys. Like he's chill with Gilbert. Them. Um, Gilbert, dummy. I fucking hate Gil. He's a disgrace to the name Gilbert. Gilbert Gilbert Blythe does not deserve this association of this man's name. I don't name. know who that like, is, sure. but Gilbert, Gilbert Blythe from Anne of Green Gables. Oh yeah, I'm still I have very little familiarity with that to this day. We should watch the miniseries anyway. I yeah, you don't understand the amount of times in my life I've like have the opportunity to watch the miniseries and it just it's just not going to materialize i just think you i think you would enjoy it i think we should do it after we watch persuasion is frankly horrible it it gives me a it tastes like pickles in a bad way (laughs) (laughs) which is a bad which is a hard thing we're really roasting names on today's episode (laughs) i like the name alistair for the record like i think it's a very nice name i don't Again, I mean, it's because I associate the with the problem villain is, from it's one, one of those wants. names that I'm not totally sure how to pronounce. Like every time my mouth, I'm not sure what what shape my mouth is supposed to take on the last syllable, even to this day. Alistair, like, Alistair. It's, all, it's also it's spelled A L A S T A I R, but I pronounce it A L I. No, it's spelled at least in this book. A L A. That's wrong. That's not the right spelling. Maybe it's maybe it's an alternative spelling, but it's not like the standard spelling. Maybe not. I really spell it very inconsistently in my notes, so I don't know what I'm talking. But it's I remember, Al- like, I looked up the spelling. It's like your name, Allie, and then stare like stairs. Yeah, allegedly. Oh, Alistair is an alternative Scottish spelling. I take that back. Wow. Anyway, so Mrs. Allenby is like, well, I tried. No sweat off my back. I really don't care what you think. Again, we have plenty of money, <laughs> and she oh, like puts us off. Sorry, I would just like to say that I, in my notes, was spelling it L A L A S T A I R. So I don't know where I was getting that from. I'm sorry. I would like to formally apologize <laughs> to all this. <laughs> That's I would like to issue a former <laughs> apology. That is on theme with the book because early in the book, like Alistair is like he apologizes twice to Robin. And he's like, wow, I've never apologized for anything in my life. And now I've done it two times. <laughs> All right. The Goodreads description spells it A-L-I-S-T-A-I-R. What's the truth? 
How does the Harry Potter character spell it? I think with an I. Maybe not. I don't know. The Harry Potter character is a whole other thing. Harry Potter character is A-L-A-S-T-O-R. No Alastor. way. Yeah. <laughs> <Puck>. <laughs> we have a third spelling in the mix. Oh, behind the name has like at least three oh, more that I saw just yeah. at a glance. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, stare, <laughs> anyway. even just the word stare has like a million different ways to yeah. spell it. Oh, Stores or whatever. Anyway, Mrs. Okay. Allenby leaves and some dude named Robert Shelby shows up. And this is... Robin. <laughs> and Robert Shelby is like, hey, your shitty former dad. What? Selby. Oh, yeah, Selby. Oh, yeah, I kept auto-correcting to Shelby. And <laughs> Robin is like, hello. He's not Robin Lett. Alistair hasn't named him Robin or them. But Robin is like, hello, your shitty former dad was my sister's godfather, um, would you please invite us to a party because my sister is so hot and also really dumb and I don't want her to like marry some loser boy dude. I would like her to marry well, please. Thank you. And the reality is like like we said that Louisa is actually Robin's like fake sister, but also like Robin like basically raised Louisa as well. So like they're kind of Louisa's pseudo mother because they like basically raised louisa since louisa oh yeah they yeah she was brought the reason she came to live with or the reason that robin came to live with louisa and robert as a 10 year old was to basically raise louisa which is so fucked and then she just like gets dragged into that role and gives up like uh, oh this is don't even get me started on louisa louisa can fucking like burn in hell honestly (laughs) (laughs) like no it's like she's a child we do have to remember that she's a child louisa Listen, and their age gap is exactly the same as Kate and Edwina. It's it's Edwina in the show is Louisa. She's not quite as she's not as bratty, no, but like That's she kind she's it was very much Edwina in the show. And I had some thoughts about this that we can get to when we actually get to the part when Louisa is like annoying people. But yeah, Alistair is basically like, uh no, I will not help you. And also I do not find you attractive at all. And that has nothing to do with why I am approaching you within sniffing distance. So that I can take in your delicious scent of lemon drops and freshly cut grass. <laughs> yeah, he's just like immediately like, why did you smell so good? Like, why are you so – the number of times the word charming is used. He compares – like, Alistair compares Robin's laugh to like champagne bubbles. And he's constantly like, why do I want to run my fingers through his devilishly long hair? I don't understand. <laughs> He's like, normally I'm just like, it's second nature to me to just like spit out rejections, but I just can't bring myself to do that. He kicks him out and then, but then he talks to like, so he, there's this, there's these like annoying ants like floating around in the background here. And basically he's like, he doesn't like the ants. And then Alistair and Gilbert are taking a walk in the park and Gilbert is like, uh, Aunt Pettigrew is like thinking under the impression that you're holding a come out ball for Amelia Allenby. And Alistair is like, no, but also now this is kind of appealing because it would piss off my aunts and I don't like them at all. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, wait, the fact that they agree with me makes me question this decision. (laughs) Like, hmm. (laughs) And then he sees Robin and Louisa in the park and Louisa has lost her bonnet strategically. And all the men are like, oh my God, a woman whose hair is out marry me immediately i am so filled with lust including gilbert who's immediately in love with her louisa 
to be fair to Gilbert. Well, Louisa is objectively hot, but they're also like, it's just really, again, like histo- I love historical romance. It's like woman takes off gloves right. and it's like a man immediately creams in pants because he's never seen a bare hand before. So then Alistair is like, oh, look at Robin. He's so charming. Look at, no, look no. He does, so he, so wait, wait. So he sees Louisa. I like this. He sees Louisa lose her bonnet and he's like, wow, that's the prettiest girl I've ever seen. But no reason to stop. My horse keeps trotting along. Then he notices Robin <laughs> standing there and he's like, that's the prettiest boy I've ever seen. Horse hooves squealing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skid marks in the dirt of like yeah. <laughs> rotten row. <laughs> Hyde yeah. Park, like a, a cloud of dust goes off in Hyde Park. It's like he almost collides with 10 different carriages. Yeah. And then he goes up and he's like, all right, Robert Selby, I'll help you because I am a generous dude. And Robin is immediately like, okay, like what's in it for you? bro i i see the which way this game is played like i'm not falling mm. for your wily tricks and alistair's intention is to basically he's like well i'm gonna invite them and then obviously because louise is a country bumpkin she's gonna fuck up somehow and then no one will ever ask me for a favor ever again Woohoo! Mm-hmm. but he doesn't say that to robin Rob- he's just like listen I'm going to invite you to her, you both to a ball, and then I'm going to dance with Louisa, and um, then everyone will want to be with her. And Robin says, is nobility a sort of contagion, like lice or influenza? <laughs> or COVID? And I, in my head, was like, yeah, influenza. yes, that's true. He's <laughs> like, oh, it's really that easy to catch it? Like, all you need is one like, dance? All you need wow. Is <laughs> wow. Excuse me, Mr. High and Mighty. Alistair is like so mad that he finds him both funny and attractive. He's like, I will not laugh at that. I must keep a straight face. And Alistair's whole scheme is that he's like, he's like, Louisa is so new to society. Like she will, she'll definitely make a mistake like a week after the ball and become a pariah. And like, that'll teach anyone who wants to ask me for a favor to do that or whatever. And also it'll piss off my half sister's mom because like Louisa is prettier than my half sister. Ha ha. And I was immediately like, wait, like if you just like, you just like were publicly, you know, you help this girl and then she like fucks up. Isn't that going to reflect badly on you? But it takes him another 10 pages to be like, wait a second, this might this reflect could- badly on me. He's such a knucklehead. <laughs> he's so, he like thinks he's so like grumpy and competent and like he has everything together. And then like just the, from the minute he meets Robin for the first time. Like his brain just fully short circuits and he like never has a coherent thought ever. He's like, <laughs> all of my thoughts are how can I hang out with Robin more and I will not consider any of the consequences. <laughs> so he invites everyone to a dinner party and at their dinner party, he realizes that Louisa and Robin are like actually competent and not just country bumpkins. And he's like, fuck. Also, fuck, I can't stop smiling at Robin. And fuck, I like how he laughs. And then he's like, uh, uh, Robin, uh, I'm gonna, why don't you join my gentleman's club, Whites? Uh, no reason. Definitely not that I get very angry at thinking of you joining any other gentleman's club. <laughs> you must come to Whites and hang out with me. And and also my friends, not just me, but like definitely just me. And he's just <laughs> And then he like he's so upset. He like puts on his glasses because he's like, I'll be damned if I pass up a chance to see this fellow in sharp focus. <laughs> and he, I, what I do like is that he makes a move on Robin, even when he still thinks Robin is a man. 
because yeah. and it's like he's very open he's like yeah i like men and i like women and it's cool and he like i mean he doesn't like kiss him but he kind of like put he does the classic like oh like reach the arm around the couch to, like, i caught a fish and it was this big <laughs> <laughs> um and this is when he gives robin their name and i like it that like that he's the one that like gives Robin a name because Robin's whole thing is like, well, I don't feel like charity church because I haven't lived as charity for a long time. And also I don't feel like a woman, but like, I feel wrong going as Robert because it's not my name. And like, I'm stealing someone's, it's my dead friend's best friend's name. Like, I just, yeah. Like like I like, and I'm like, and, and, and they are, they're keeping those, like the, the estate is entailed, which for those of you who haven't watched every adaptation of Prejudice <laughs> and read the books means that when an estate is entailed it means that it can only be inherited by a man like the women can't inherit it well that's if so it's there's entailed like, in male's heir okay. entailed just means that some old person many generations ago just gets to decide who will inherit for years down the line after they're dead yeah but like they can't just like sell it off you can break an entail but it usually requires like two to three generations of people all agreeing yeah. to break the entail anyway so this this estate is um, entailed to the male line. So there's like some distant cousin who's like being basically Kept like deprived his of his, his inheritance. Well, did you actually feel like they were doing something bad here? Oh, no. 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 Okay, I was okay, like, good. fuck this you said it. Because they're constantly like, oh, we feel so bad. Like this is the real – we're stealing. And I'm like yeah. – I mean, they are confitting fraud. They're like, we could be hanged for this. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is, is a real which threat. Which is insane. But I'm like, I I don't know. Like, maybe if there was any indication that, like, the cousin was, like, you know, Destitute in need or, of the money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, like, somehow – like, I don't know. I'm just, like, really yeah. – No, I don't feel bad because I'm like, oh, no. The man who is definitely fine financially and even if he weren't could definitely get a job if he wanted to is being withheld from this property, which isn't even, like, that lucrative by these women who could not get a job or do anything if they didn't like who would literally be yeah. in the poorhouse like oh yeah I, no I did not there was never a, a point where I was like poor cousin Clifton much much begrieved cousin right. Clifton <laughs> yeah yeah and also just the whole concept of like yeah also and, yeah entails are stupid. they're like illegal but they are wait I don't want to get into too much of a deep never mind okay no, they can't be on tail history. Okay, so on tails, they seem like they're bad, bad, right? However, there's actually some interesting research. So they're illegal in most states nowadays, but they were actually very useful back in the day to help like poor farmers, especially in the American South, keep their land because the best thing about it, you can't sell it, which means you also can't have it taken away from you as payment for debt. So if you get in a ton of debt, the bank can't take your land like you still keep that in your family and so it was a way for like very poor people to keep some like measure of financial security so yeah it's not all bad but it's kind of bad it is, yeah it is good in that extent and the, but it's bad in the extent that the aristocracy you know did all the enclosure acts and took a bunch of land and then entailed it and then the poor people are like we don't have any land of our own anymore now we must work for our pittance <laughs> yeah. on the rich people's land <laughs> so <laughs> positives and negatives <laughs> yeah and the government still took all the aristocracies like houses and lands during world war one and world war two anyway <laughs> They were like, thank you for the war efforts. Yep. yep. You don't need five houses. <laughs> so where were we? Um, did we talk? Did you mention that about the Oxford, him going to Oxford? Oh, no. I let's Yeah, I guess let's just give the background of Robin's so, sort of mentality right now. So Robin, we said, 
they were a housemaid called Charity Church who basically grew up with like no adult supervision with Robert Selby and his younger sister Louisa. They're all best friends. Robert's a dum-dum. <laughs> he likes not very <laughs> smart. It's well established. He likes working on the farm. Yeah, he's just not he's a, a like boy. he's not a book learner. He's not yeah. – he, he's 19. He's he never fucking learned how to read and then he got an influenza, <laughs> basically. No, really. There's no indication. No, I mean, that's it. But- yeah. So – but Charity or Charity slash Robin is very, very smart and Robert's like, you're so smart. Like, you need to go to school. You need to impersonate me and go to Oxford instead of me. And he, like, convinced them to do it. And then when Robin came back, Robert and Louisa both got very, very sick. Robert died. And Louisa, because of the – aforementioned on tail louisa would have been shit out of luck because robert who can't read or do math apparently <laughs> didn't set aside anything for her no because he's explicitly at one point like robin is thinking that robert was like oh she has her pretty face that's her dowry yeah i know I'm like, he's, yeah pretty faces do not feed with no no he's a shit yeah a shithead but so basically robin selflessly continues impersonating him and the plan is that they're gonna like save enough money for for two years for her to get for Louisa to get one season and then once Louisa's married off Robin will just like quietly fade into the night be declared dead and let the cousin inherit and this entire time (laughs) Robin has known that like they will be shit out of luck after this like they won't be able to stay with Louisa they'll have to start completely over and then like around this time in the book Louisa is like Robin I just thought what are you gonna do when all this is over (laughs) and Robin's like I'll figure it out Louisa's like you, I mean, it'd be great if you come with me, but you can't. So you better figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> like, fuck it. And it, it just gets – Louisa, he, from the very beginning, Robin's only doing this to help Louisa, and it only gets worse. It only gets worse. The amount of shit that Lu- – like, oh, my God. Yeah, we're not going to – okay. Listen, I, I just do want to point out that Louisa is a child. <laughs> and I know in historical romance, we often are like, oh, she's 18. She's allowed to marry. Like – it's no. fine. Like I feel no, like ages is kind of skewed in in historical romance in a way that like if she was eighteen and contemporary, we wouldn't be like, yeah, she's an adult. I don't know. Whatever. I know she's a child, but so is Charity. And no, I understand. Listen, listen. It's just the it's complete lack of like thoughts. Yeah, no thoughts. Just thought. I mean, literally, the whole plot is kicked. The inciting incident of this book is kicked off because Robin is like, she's re- she's really pretty, but she's not that smart. <laughs> but <laughs> the lights are on, but nobody's home, and that's Wait, okay. What? She is. She she's like Louisa she's dumb too. Yeah, no. Yeah. Louisa is the same as Robert, in which Louisa knows a lot about the farm, and she like <laughs> knows how to manage the farm, and she knows a lot about soil and not to mm. imply that people who know a lot about farm like that is a form of intelligence I'm not dunking on people but robin is like she doesn't have any street smarts like she doesn't book smarts limited she's just kind of dumb <laughs> <laughs> naive i guess is a better word like she's just really naive well yeah which is not necessarily all her fault because she's been like really sheltered her whole life so they're all hanging out more. I would just like to point out that there is a sassy butler named Keating mm. that um, Robin and Louisa hang out with. Just remember him for later. He doesn't like <laughs> – he's not necessarily like a big role, but he's just like occasionally like, <laughs> makes the the fun sassy comment. And I was like, oh, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> and there's also Aunt Agatha who is like the elderly aunt slash like alleged chaperone. And Keating and Aunt Agatha are all in on the gag. Like yeah. they all they all know the lies, mm-hmm. deception. They also make friends. Robin is like 
BFFs with Amelia, the oldest Allenby mm-hmm. sister. And I just love that like everybody likes the Allenbys except for Alistair. <laughs> yeah, just like so determined. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I was like a little bit – And at first, I was like sucked into Alistair's like thought pro- – like I, I kind of – saw it because I was like I saw it of like as like a betrayal of like imagine if your dad just like had a second family you know like you would it wouldn't be it would be you know your your negative feelings would be most like fairly directed towards the dad and maybe the person they cheated with not the kids but still you would have like some resentment but I feel like once we find out that it's like this you know he basically like separated from the mom it's not like he was like simultaneously Yes. But I, again, like I do understand, like it is implied that, like, yeah, he was a good father to them, but he was not a present yeah. father to yeah, Alistair so or to Gilbert. Like, Alistair, like the same way that Robin is Louise's mom, like, Alistair is Gilbert's dad yeah. in a lot but, of ways. But then from Alistair's perspective, like, we, that's not even the reason he dislikes them. <laughs> He's not even like, oh, this was a betrayal to me as your, like, original. And like, therefore, a most worthy son, you having these other kids. He's just like, he embarrassed us to society and he wasted all this money on them. Like, that's what it is. There's no implication of like, yeah, I I don't know. I think that is as like a defense mechanism. Because at one point later on, he goes into the Allenby house and he's like, oh, I hear laughter and like happy voices. And like, I've never experienced that. I never, like, I didn't have a mom, like, my mom was emotionally distant, my dad was emotionally distant, like, I did not have a happy childhood. So I think it is a lot of it is, like, because, because like you said, like, his whole MO is, like, I have to do exactly the opposite of what my dad would do Mm -hmm. in every situation. And so it's it's an overcorrection, and I think, like, a defense mechanism, because he's, like, I, you know, never Mm -hmm. had anyone, which is, like, Robert and Alistair are very much the same, like, it's the same thing where Robin's, like, never had anyone they can lean on. Yeah. Like emotionally, physically, in any way. And like Alistair also doesn't have that. And so they have to, they're like become that for each other. Yeah. Which is why at this, sometime around this point, Alistair has the thought sometimes he forgot that other people had burdens, worries, crushing obligations. (laughs) All right, Anthony Bridgerton. Um, however, Robin, I just want to point out, does not never ever takes any of Alistair's shit. Like every time Alistair no. is like being a little bitch, Robin is like, um, that was a dick thing to say, apologize. And then Alistair is like, okay, I'm so yeah. bad. He's like, you questioned my decision, apologize. Grovel now. You like, insulted right, great it. Aunt Agatha, apologize <laughs> right now. You called me too skinny, fuck you, apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so they're hanging out and they're hanging out at the club I think at this point and Alistair's like he's like I forget he's like he has a thought and he's like wow Robin Robin my friend Robin I love hanging out with him even thinking Robin and friend in the same sentence gave him a pleasant thrill <laughs> he's never had a friend before no. he really doesn't have any other friends <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but then, the, like, we just get, like, a general hangout. We just get some cute scenes, like, Alistair buys Robin a gothic novel so they can, like, chat about it together. Mm-hmm. And then one day, like, Robin comes in from the rain and he's, like, all wet. And Alistair is like, take off that coat immediately. You're going to you're going to get ill. You're going to catch a chill. Like, do not. He's, like, absolutely furious. And Robin is like, can you, like, simmer down for, like, a second? And then they're, like, kind of, like, holding each other. And Robin is like, dude, we can't like hold each other if anyone like sees us, like especially your servants, like, you know, they might get the wrong idea. And Alistair is like, I'm the bloody Marquis of Pembroke and I'll do what I want with my arms. 
<laughs> this is just the one situation in which she's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, I'm going to do whatever I want. And then, you know, he immediately gets over that. And now the heir has shown up. Cousin Clifton has shown up and he's like, wow, you don't look anything like. I can't do the whatever accent he has. Oh, fella, uh, you don't look anything like. No. Like the Robert I remember. And then Robin is like, I had influenza. It really changes you physically. (laughs) (laughs) And Cousin Clifton is like, hmm. But he like, you know, stomps off. I mean, to be fair, he's like, oh, you were always such a brawny eight-year-old. And I'm like, all right, well, I feel like that's pretty common. Like, honestly, like, it's so common for kids to, like, have their growth spur early and then you stop growing sooner and you end up short. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. But apparently he used to look a lot like the cousin. Like, yeah, and thing, also because so. Robin's not that short. It's explicitly said that he's only like two inches shorter than Alistair. Wait, no. Yeah, it's definitely multiple no, times. I, I, explos- I remember. No, he's what? slight. They're very thin. Are you sure? Because I remember yes. thinking like this would have been the perfect opportunity to have an actual tall heroine because then it would be like no. more easy to pass as a man. No, it 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 they are definitely. I mean, I don't know how tall Alistair is, but Alistair is implied to like not be small. Maybe Alistair is just very broad, but at one point, I think it's during like the scene when like Robin is wet and Alistair is drunk, when he's he's explicitly thinking like, oh, Robin is like only two or three inches shorter than me. Oh, interesting. But Robin is very skinny. No, I mean, I I just notice all the times they were like, yeah, comparing, yeah, I don't know. And and in the in the background, Gilbert and Louisa are slowly following following falling in love, Mm -hmm. and Alistair is constantly like Gilbert. When are you gonna fucking do something with your life? Like, get a job, man. Yeah, and he's like, "Don't fucking marry Louisa." Yeah, like Gilbert comes to ask Alistair for advice, and Alistair's like, "He knew we ought to ask Gilbert if Gilbert was all right, but he really didn't want to." (laughs) 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 Um, So the night that the night after the cousin shows up, Robin is like freaking out and just kind of like wanders over to Alistair's house and he ends up reading to them just to like comfort them and then we like we find out that Robin's like oh I love reading like I used to read all the time to Louisa and Robert and Robbie as kids but like no one's ever read to me Louisa preferred to sew while listening and Robbie didn't like reading and I'm like all right so fucking Louisa like that's another mark against Louisa (laughs) you're never gonna offer I know Robbie can't read but like Louisa but Alistair does, and then Robin falls asleep, and then Robin wakes up and is like, whoa, what's going on? And then they finally kiss. Mm-hmm. And Robin immediately is like, got a blast after mm-hmm. they kiss. He's like, gotta avoid this connection. Gotta Emotional jet. intimacy, no diet, no dice, no <laughs> no good for me. And after that, Alistair, like, what? When Robin doesn't talk to him, Alistair just begins wasting away, like, immediately. He's like, life is meaningless without Robin to hang out with every day. <laughs> to sleep, to something, perchance to dream, like a word in the crawl space. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> He's just rolling around with the rats. <laughs> But he doesn't have long to mourn before he gets to be pissed off at Robin because he finds out that based on when his dad was putzing off in Italy, it would have been timeologically impossible for his dad, chronologically impossible for his dad to have been <laughs> Louisa's godfather. I was like, is that a word? Um, but what right, right before this, I just want to note, like, he has an encounter with Mrs. Allenby again. And, like, Allen, Mrs. Allenby is constantly treating him like she's his mom. Like, she's, like, constantly being nice to him and, like, pr- trying to provide emotional mm. support. And his thought process the whole time is, like, I don't need a mom or a parent. I'm a big boy. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, sir, you need you need a mother. Please allow her. So yeah. just note that. But yeah, so he finds out who's from solicitor that there's no way that his dad is Louisa's godfather. And he's but he's more sad. He's like, Robin lied to me. Like, I'm so sad. My friend, Robin. <laughs> he's a liar. <laughs> Basically, he like he's like go get Robin right now, and Robin like immediately like skips on over, and Alistair <laughs> confronts really is. Like, him. I'm imagining like like Puck from a Midsummer Night's Dream. Like that's what yeah. Robin's doing. He's just like da 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 smiling like. with too many teeth. Direct <laughs> yeah. quote. Yeah. Um. And Alistair's like, how could you fucking lie to me? Like, what was your plan to blackmail me with our kiss? And Robin's like, I can't have him think that. I can't have him think that. And just confesses the entire like scheme. <laughs> Robin's like, I couldn't have blackmailed you because I'm. Like anatomically, a woman. A woman. <laughs> um, and then he's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I shouldn't have said that. I like loved this because I think most authors would have just had that secret be like the main conflict between them throughout the book. And even like maybe had like Robert, I mean, Alistair falling in love with Robin, like end like some iteration of charity like the whole time. And then like, oh, it's suddenly revealed at the end. Like that's the big. You're the same person, you mean? Right. But this is like the end of act one. Kat Sebastian was like, no, I'm not spending the whole book like having this lie between them. Like, And I like it because it moves the conflict from like, okay, the conflict is not like us internally. I mean, it is still us internally being dumbasses, but it's more like the conflict is now like, how do we make our relationship work within the bounds of society rather than like, I've been lying to you the whole time. Mm -hmm. And Alistair is still pissed at this point. But he's like, get out of my sight while I think about what to do. And then, like, after stewing about it for, like, 0.5 seconds, he's like, no, nah, that's it. I'm bewitched. I'll, <laughs> I'll, call, I'll call them whatever name they want. I just want to hear their laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Alistair also does have the revelation. He's like, you know, I'm mad at Robin for tricking me, but also, like – my initial intention was to like trick them and Louisa into like embarrassing themselves. So like I don't have that much of a leg to stand on. And he pulls that good old aristocracy stick out of his ass. And he's like, I want to be friends with Robin again, mostly because it is my ball and Robin is here at my ball. And Robin's ass looks so good in those trousers <laughs> that I can't stop staring. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and then they go out into the garden you know after a discreet look like robin goes off in the garden alistair mm-hmm. is like gotta follow him <laughs> and then robin's like are you gonna expose me or not like i like i'm tired of like waiting in this like limbo and alistair is like if i'm going to expose you i'll damn well take my time <laughs> winky face <laughs> and robin is like oh, that made me tingle all over what is this <laughs> but then and then he's then he's like don't worry i'm not gonna tell anyone and then they have a little make out sesh slash awkward dancing scenario where like they, they both, can't dance yeah, they, they can't both dance only the- know the boy part and well this <laughs> i just thought of this robin was like as if he would ever even try to learn the girl part so i was expecting him to at some point but he never did alistair that is honestly i think i i imply i, I took that as the implication that he would one day because he like Alistair is just such a simp it. for Robin at the end, Wait, and like Robin loves it. dancing. So yeah. Then they go back in, and Alistair has to dance with Louisa for the you know aforementioned promise dance. And Robin's like, ah, oh, like there's so much better dancing than me and him. Like sad, mm. sad. So the next day, it's super crowded. 
aristocracy is like a contagion and Louisa has caught the bug and so has the rest of the time and they're all there and Robin is like I want to cackle like a villain in a melodrama because my plan is my evil plan is working (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) when did they have sex for the first time um after this so there's one other thing so after the ball, like Alistair and like Robin don't see each other for like a week or something. And Gilbert is like, if you want to see Robin, like Robin always goes to the to Mrs. Mm. Allenby's salon. So you should go. And Alistair is like, I would never step foot in these salons except when I want to see my BFF Robin, because I cannot spend this much time away with him again without wasting the way. Like I've spent the last six nights rolling around in the attic, like just crying into the handkerchief that I stole from Robin's <laughs> breast coat pocket the other night. Yeah. And he shows up at the, so he, he goes <laughs> to Mrs. Allenby's salon. And like, this is important, but more importantly in this scene is that there is a man in the corner with a cat inside his coat the whole time. <laughs> He's just there giving a foreshadowing. Yes. That's called foreshadowing. <laughs> um, wait, but that means that then, yeah, and he like, he takes out his spectacles and is like staring around as if he's at the zoo, like <laughs> watching all of them. Oh, my God. Um, but that means that he has this thought that before they have sex, um, he's like, what if I married Robin? And he's like, no, no, a housemaid turned imposter could never be the Marchioness of Pembroke. God forgive him for even formulating the thought. And like the number of times he has thoughts like this, I'm just like, I he's staying snobby way too long for my taste. But he's just, listen, the toxic masculine aristocracy like he's just he's been infected it takes a long it's sometimes rachel he has to recover the aristocracy is a contagion <laughs> like we said it takes a long time like you know when you get lice it takes a while you got to do multiple rounds of treatments to get it out. <laughs> like he has long covid basically it's taking oh him a God. long time to recover from this he's only just got the shot like when robin entered his life so yeah he go they like you know are flirting at the salon and basically they're like um yeah we're just gonna fuck like short term and i'm like (laughs) as if that ever works okay (laughs) dummies but they do go home in his carriage and this is when they fuck for the first time and (laughs) robin gets naked and robin has like very very small boobs so like alistair was like oh this whole time i thought like they were binding themselves, you know, or like wearing some sort of, you know, whatever, reading Sierra bra. But no, like their boobs have just been out and a bit like the boobs have just been free this whole time. Like I could like I didn't even know like the whole time I was talking to them, their boob, their titties were just like f- f- living free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Robin like takes off Alistair's spectacles, which he'd forgotten he was wearing. So I'm like. All right, so you really didn't even need them to see. You just did it to be snooty. <laughs> like, no, he does. No, he does. Because he because he's constantly looking at small small numbers in dark rooms. Like when Mrs. Allenby comes, she's like, "Why are you sitting here in the dark like a fucking gremlin?" Like, I'm gonna open the curtain, like you weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> he really is Edward Cullen, just like. <laughs> so then they have sex, and he immediately runs away to the country for two weeks, and like doesn't tell anyone. Yeah. No. And Robin is like, no, note, carriage gone. You could have died. You could have been seen. No, and isn't like this is at his this is at his house, right? 
He just like left Robin in his house. No, Robin did sneak out early to like return. Like Robin, Robin left. left. Robin. I thought he re- yeah, no, no, Robin he didn't sleeping. just leave Robin like in the bed. <laughs> but he goes off to the country to brood, and Robin is like, oh, he's off in the country brooding like a dog who has rolled in something cur- like that. It's curious about, but is ultimately bad for it, like <laughs> goose shit. <laughs> Maybe I won't and use those Robin, words to him, but and then Robin is like, when he comes back, I'll have to clean the goose shit off him and kiss him. <laughs> it's fine. And then so okay, so back just like cut to the Louisa Gilbert real quick. Robin is like, Gilbert's like clearly all over Louisa. Like I can't imagine why he hasn't made her an offer yet. And we never really get an answer on that, frankly. It's just another mark against Louisa. No, so this whole time Gilbert and Louisa are under the impression that like. Robin and Alistair want Louisa to marry Alistair and that they're like conspiring behind Louisa's back because like Robin is like a quote-unquote obsessed with like getting Louisa a good match or whatever and so the dummy is just like there's just misunderstanding after misunderstanding and Gilbert and like Louisa having one brain cell to like share between them see I I would give it a much less charitable reading while Alistair is brooding in the country he he's like I have to propose to Robin. That's it. Like this this is the only solution. And then he does. And Robin is like, um, "Go fuck yourself." That is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Don't treat me like just because we had just because we like fucked that. You know now you have to do the quote unquote right thing. Also, like I don't want to be a marchioness. I would be really fucking bad at it. You would be like really ashamed of me the whole time. Like I don't want to like put on dresses and like be a girly girl for the rest of my life. Like I like kind of what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. And I like that. Like it's like love doesn't conquer all. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a lot of times it's like, oh, like there's there's kind of like hand wavy, like, oh, we'll figure mm-hmm. it out. But this book is very much like, no, we are working out our problems before like we have to work mm-hmm. out our problems in like a really tangible way. And and Robin's like, love is not gonna make me compromise myself. Like at this point, Robin is like, Yeah, I love him, but like I I can't I'm not gonna continue loving him if I can't be myself while I do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so building off of the apparent misunderstandings, Ari, like literally everyone else and <laughs> Robin and Alistair. Ow. But it doesn't really make sense. So we said there's lots of ants floating around. Um, <laughs> aunt and or, uh, Louisa and Robin – or Louisa's aunt, who is like their guardian or whatever, comes aunt and Agatha. talks to Robin and is like – same as Louisa. She's like, oh – Robin, what are you going to do when this is over? She's like, oh, young Robert did you a disservice when he raised you above your station. Like, I wish I knew what would become of you when all this is over. I can't possibly help you. But so, which makes me question, like, does, does the aunt know the truth that we yeah. won't reveal yet? No, it's explicitly said. So then how dare she? Like, what do you mean? She should oh, have, like, oh, 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 the truth that we didn't reveal yet. Yeah. No, I don't know about that. I thought you meant the yeah. truth about. Like, this is like – and yet another member of the family that she's risking everything to help save, saying it's not their problem what happens to Robin after – what happens to them after it's over. It's like, what will you do after you're done risking your life to help me? What will you do? But yeah, they have a whole conversation, which is another misunderstanding about where Robin is like, yeah, Alistair proposed, but like doesn't clarify that it was proposed to me and not to Louisa. So Aunt Agatha is like, oh no, Robin's going to force Louisa into doing this. So she gives her a fucking drugged drink. <laughs> Yeah, sleeping 
she gives her a sleeping and she, she does say it's a sleeping draft but she gives her like a really fucking heavy dose that yeah. like knocks robin out and then on the opposite side of town alistair's really drunk because once again he's sad that robin's rejected him and like gilbert picks him up and there's another misunderstanding in which gilbert thinks that like Alistair's like, yeah, I proposed. And Gilbert's like, you didn't even ask Louisa? And he was like, why would I ask Louisa? (laughs) Yeah. So So Gilbert and Louisa are both like, fuck. Like, they're going to try to make Louisa marry Alistair. So Alistair is drunk, so he doesn't need to be given, like, laudanum to knock him out. But Gilbert and Louisa elope with Aunt Agatha. But Aunt Agatha is quickly like, "Um, I'm not traveling two weeks to Scotland. That, like, seems really dumb. So um, you can just drop me off, like, at my friend's house. (laughs) Yeah, and Robin wakes up, finds out that Louisa and Gilbert have eloped. And their first thought is like, oh, poor Louisa. Like, she's going to feel so guilty oh, for drugging yeah. and lying to me. Over my dead body is she going to spend weeks of guilt and sorrow thinking that she's calling against my wishes. I have to follow them and make sure she doesn't think that. Instead yeah. of like, she's like, how could Louisa think this of me? Like, she does think that, but we never get an explanation And it just comes down to Louisa thinking, like, being raised and still perpetuating the belief that the whole world revolves around her. Because, like, she literally just assumes, like, oh, there could be no other reason why Robin and Alistair could be spending so much time together except to discuss me. It must be all about me. Well, to be fair, they none of them think that Alistair would accept Robin. Like, they they don't think Alistair, like, knows. Yeah, but still, like, there could be no other reason. And, like, she thinks that badly of Robin. We're given no explanation for that. Like, yeah, Gilbert's a dummy yeah. and doesn't know Robin, but, like, Louisa does. And Louisa, yeah. like, obviously does not give two shits about Robin. Yeah, like, it's we right. literally it's like, never right. I'm like, Robin, like, I mean, clearly Louisa doesn't care that much. Otherwise, she would have, like, try- actually tried to, like, talk with you about this before. Right. And Robin like, kept I don't saying, like, Louisa is, like, Louisa's my sister. Like, we're family. And I kept – that was never from Louisa. And I just kept waiting for the moment of, like – Robin having to realize that no, like this is just the family that you were literally sold to as yeah. was she even paid as a 10 year old? Like was she literally a slave? Literally yeah. a like a yeah, like she yeah. she was sold to them to raise their kids for them. And then she took that on as if she was as if they were actually her kids when they weren't and they don't care about her at all. This is fucked. I don't know. Like I don't think it is a sister relationship. No. At all. I think it's very much mother, teenage daughter, and this is the teenage daughter rebelling. Like, that's much more the dynamic. But I also, like, I do extend some grace to Louisa because yeah. I'm thinking of the fact that if this book were about Louisa and Gilbert and, like, Robin and Alistair were the, su- like, sub-relationship or the B-plot, then we would be on Louisa's side. We'd be like, yeah, of course you have to run away. Like, you're going to be forced to marry this guy that you don't like. Um, not after we found out what fucking Robin went through to get her there and like Yeah, but I don't think that we would have like gotten that internal thing. Like I think we would It's not internal, it's the cold hard facts. Nothing about it is internal, it's all out in the open. Yeah, yeah. No, and I I do have some sympathy for Louisa just because again, this is how she was raised. She has literally no other frame of reference. Right. But it's like I wanted Robin to realize that like this is not the like I just wanted her to realize that her loyalty to the Selbys was not warranted. Like, yeah, she deserves better. They don't have the she same deserves a real family. And and they get it. You know, Robin does get it at the end. Like, they don't have that realization, but they are like, I I don't know, wherever. Like, I know Gilbert and Louisa end up in Kent on a mm. farm, but like, I, I mean, I forget where like the Pembroke country seat is, but presumably I, it's like more than like, you know, a day's ride away. 
So they do, they are like separated from Louisa and I think a very healthy way. The main conceptual thing though, I think for me is that I wish less of it had centered around Alistair's growth and Alistair realizing like, because it's not just Robin, but he looks at Robin and he's like, this is someone who really cares about their quote unquote siblings and like will do anything for them. I should be more like that. And that's nice. Yeah. But I needed Robin to realize I did not need to be completely like, – I deserve just as much love and care and yeah. like resources as anyone else. You know, I'm not – I don't owe these people anything. If anything, they owe me reparations. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there is an element. There is an em- element at the end and uh, maybe I'll be able to articulate this better when I get to that point in my notes in which Robin – because Rob, because ultimately Robin is the one that I mean, not like makes the grand gesture, but like has to like ultimately go, you know, get Alistair back, you know, because mm-hmm. like he, like of. Robin is the one who has to like apologize last. Yeah. And I think Robin like does like at that that's the point where Robin Robin does have a realization where they're like, oh, I don't have to do everything myself. Like I can rely on other people, and I have I have like this man who loves me and will do anything to like protect me and make me happy and I don't have to like shoulder all this burden so there isn't like it's not specifically in relation to Louisa it's more like Robin being like okay I'm not by myself anymore yeah so Robin goes galloping off on Alistair's horse because <laughs> Alistair wakes up and no Alistair wakes up and he realizes the horse is stolen and he's like oh this is excellent a horse thief I've even more aroused <laughs> <laughs> he's like my fastest horse <laughs> as he should <laughs> So, but then Alistair is like, well, shit, I got to go after them too because it's about to rain and these dummies are all going to get wet. And you know how much Alistair hates when Robin gets wet. You know, like that's been, that was foreshadowed as well. Like he doesn't like when Robin gets caught in the rain. And, and before this, Alistair is like, because Gilbert is like, what if I was a farmer? And Alistair is like, dude, like why? You know nothing about farming. That's like <laughs> fucking stupid. Like when are you going to have like, like an acre and a mule? Like that's just not going to work. But so Alistair is like, okay, fine. He wants to be a fucking farmer. He obviously wants to marry Louisa. Like I'll let him, I'll give him one of like my estates and like he can mm-hmm. run that. So he like gives, he's like about ready. He like sends a note to Gilbert. He's like, hey, Gilbert, come over here and sign the legal papers to like sign it all over <laughs> to your name. Yeah. And then the butler comes back is like, like Gilbert's manservant is like, well, he left this morning and uh, he said he was going to Scotland. And Alistair was like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> like, they're about to go. And this same thing around me. He's like, they're about to go on an unnecessary two-week journey where they can literally <laughs> not go all the way to Scotland <laughs> in a bumpy carriage and just get married here. Like, this is so stupid. Also, I refuse to be the villain of this story. Like, I'm not. Like, that's so dumb. So he, he puts us off. We flash forward to Robin. They see an overturned carriage. Mm-hmm. And it's, of course, Louisa and Gilbert's carriage. And mm-hmm. Louisa has hit her head and Gilbert has broken his arm. And Robin is like, oh, come on, you dummies. Like, I got to get you over to the thing. But I just mm-hmm. want to. <laughs> so I haven't, I haven't, like, been mentioning the parallels to Frederica here because they're not really relevant. But I just want to bring up the one here because I think it's really funny. In Frederica, the parallel incident is that one of Frederica's little brothers, like they went to go see a hot air balloon, like rise in Hyde Park because that was like an activity in the Regency era. And the little brother like really likes like inventions and like knowing how things work. So one of Frederica's little brothers like holds on to the hot air balloon rope, gets like pulled up into the sky, ends up traveling like 
20 miles and then eventually falls off into a tree and like just gets really injured. <laughs> but I just like Cat's Ambassador is like, I'm not gonna be that silly. <laughs> like I've been following, I've been following Frederica pretty, pretty well up until now, but we're not gonna do a, a hot air balloon ride accident. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> a freak gasoline fight accident. <laughs> <sighs> okay anyway and then and and now robin is like now i have to change into charity clothes because otherwise they won't let me like take care of louisa when she's sick which mm-hmm. i don't really understand because like yeah, they think sense. that robert selby is louisa's brother so like right. why would it be untoward for her brother An to emergency take care of her? Uh, basically all you have to know is that robin is like very uncomfortable wearing a dress like they're like this is the worst and i do not feel like myself at all and and in fact, neither does Alistair, because when Alistair arrives, he walks in <laughs> and he's like, I got to find Robin. They could be dead in a ditch somewhere. And they're like, you, person, maid, tending Louisa, give me five sec- minutes with Louisa. I got to like question her. And then Robin looks up and is like, what? Like, are you fucking kidding me? And Alistair was <laughs> like, good ye gads, it's you. <laughs> so obviously Robin like refuses to leave Louisa because of her aforementioned parentification, etc. But Alistair sticks around and sends like various gifts over <laughs> to the cottage. Like I I was very I was unclear on like why, but he wrangles a goose and like sends it over. For dinner. And then for dinner. And then Louisa is like, it's a pet. <laughs> And then, like, after that, he's like, oh, well, apparently they, you know, apparently fowl are good, like, gifts around here. So I'll send over some chickens, too, like, to keep the goose company. (laughs) But he also sends – he sends Robin a few gifts. He sends them books because he knows they love to read. And then he also sends them two dresses because they're like, I know you need – he's like, I know you need to wear a dress right now, but I also recognize that, like, you're very uncomfortable. Like, when he sees Robin in a dress, he's, like, immediately like, oh, my God, like, they hate wearing this. Like, they look so uncomfortable. And he's, like, the only one that ever recognizes that in Robin. Um, But he does send her two dresses, but they're, like, they're not frilly. Like, they're very, like, plain. They're basically, like, the most gender-neutral dresses that you can have, and they also match Robin's eyes. And Robin is like, I mean, I still feel like I'm in costume, but like this was, was really nice. Like he I, and he like figured out my measurements too, which like I don't know how he did that, but he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got me got me custom made dresses. <laughs> oh my god! And then the lady who like runs the cottage, cottage they're staying at, she's like, yeah, he keeps sending over these gifts. Like it just goes to show that even though the lordship has a face that looks like he smelled something <laughs> terrible, you can't judge by appearances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. He also eventually sends over um like a few west coats, breeches, cravats and like this green coat cuz he's like I know this is what you prefer to be wearing, which is very nice. And then he has a whole conversation with Gilbert and yeah, we get a bluebeard reference. I was about he's to like, say, yeah. like what did you think I was bluebeard? He's like what do you think of yourself as some kind of bluebeard luring innocent girls to their doom cuz he's like he's like how could you like put Louisa in risk or whatever like also Robin. And then Alistair's butler shows up. Because Alistair had asked him to do some digging on, like, Robert Shelby and someone named Charity Church. And so Alistair's butler shows up and is like, uh, Robert Shelby was married to Charity Church. And also in his will, he gave his widow 1,000 pounds. And so Alistair naturally confronts Robin about this. But he's, like, not judgmental. He's like you know why did you he's just trying to like comfort them and robin is basically like well because robert was a fucking dumbass he didn't leave anything in his will for his sister and like i did it and i have been so 
parentified slash like honestly I would say like Stockholm syndrome yeah <laughs> by this family that like I couldn't do anything and I mean listen it is admirable that that Robin it is admirable because Louisa like like Robin is like Louisa was 16 when Robbie died she would not have been able to support herself she wouldn't be able to do anything so I do like it I feel like there is something admirable it's implied making- that they could have lived like they could have lived off of that both of them even it like if Robin wanted her charity, her like her generosity to extend to like supporting Louisa, she could have done that. But Robin specifically like, besides, what would a thousand pounds do for her? That would not be nearly enough for a girl who had been brought up to be a lady. So it's not even like enough for Louisa to have a roof over her head. Yeah. She's like doing it so that Louisa can have her like fancy schmancy like aristocracy life. Yeah. That's why. So that she can like have all the privileges that she's accustomed to thanks to Robin. And basically Alistair is like, you know, there's the same usual arguments, but Alistair is like, um, have you like ever maybe asked Louisa if she wanted no. you to do all this stuff for her? We find out. For sure that Louisa knew they were married, but we don't know if she knew about the will. I don't think she did. I don't know. I, I feel like that's I would pretty put clear it past her. I don't think she did. And then Robin's like, I hadn't even felt entitled to grieve when Robbie died. Like, what was I but a servant who had landed in Robbie's bed? And I'm like, you were his freaking wife. Like, what? Oh, you guys got married. You yeah. were his wife. And Louisa's still like, what will you do, my fucking sister-in-law? Like, yeah. what a bitch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I just can't. And the aunt, too. Like, does the aunt know about the marriage? That's what I was saying before. Like, does the aunt know? Because then, like, what nerve? Like, oh, elevated you above his station. It's his fucking wife. Like, that was the, like, what? Does the aunt know about the will? Does the aunt, like, was she not at all curious? Ugh. Yeah. Robin has just been so, I, I mean, I don't even want to say manipulated because I don't think it was done on purpose, but it was, like, they're, they've just, like, gaslit themselves yeah. into, like, thinking that they don't deserve the things that they deserve. Fortunately, they do get them everything at the end because this is a romance and everyone gets a happily ever after. Woo. <laughs> and then, like, Alistair is basically like, listen, you're going to marry me. We're going to, like, fake. We're going to do Robert's death. And then, like, you're going to live as, like, charity. And Robin is like, you don't understand that, like, Robert Selby is, like, not a role for me. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, who I am. You know, it's not just, like, a set of clothes that I put on. But then Robin also doesn't realize that Alistair is, like, literally willing to, like, change his entire life for them. Robin's just like, oh, no, you'd be so embarrassed. And Alistair is like, I love you. What the fuck? And then also, just Alistair this whole time is like, don't worry, we'll get married. Like, I'll, I'll figure out how to make it work. But just, like... It's inevitable. Yeah, he just keeps bringing it up at random times. Like, when we're married, yeah. He's like, when we're married, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Robin is like, oh, my God. So Robin is like, okay, uh, I got a dip. I'm going to get Louisa and Gilbert to get – they still got to get married in Scotland because I don't want Louisa's, like, marriage to rely on a forged signature, which it would, basically, like, if – you know, Robin signed it and could that could potentially like invalidate the marriage because like Louisa needs a guardian signature, but like they don't need that in Scotland. So they puts off Robin all dip and Alistair's once again like, I bought you a fucking special license. Do you understand how expensive those things are? Like I called in a lot of favors for this. Also, Robin took my horse again. <laughs> So they put off, but Robin's also like, um, yeah, I'm going um, because I like want to because of the special light, because of like the signature thing, but also because like I just want to disappear. And so I'm going to go disappear and quote unquote set things right. And they go back to the family home because like for some reason they're I mean, not for some reason they're like really attached to it. And they're like, whenever, 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 and Keating the butler 
told you to remember him, is waiting there. And Keating's like, <laughs> dude, like, why don't we just keep this up? Keating's like a minor, like, he's just like down for anything. Like, constantly, like I cannot wait for us to run off together and start living our life of crime. Like, I'm so excited. Earlier, they had some kind of conversation where Robin's like, oh, we're going to have to start over. And Keating's like, why do you sound sad about that? Like, I'm psyched. <laughs> I've, like, been, I've been ready. Great. Like, um, And so they have this whole conversation where they basically, like, loudly proclaim, like, all the details of their deception. Right. And then somehow don't don't question it but out from the shadows of the kitchen of the house steps the cousin who's supposed to have inherited and he's like i've got you he, he's like i knew you weren't robert i fucking knew it you know why because you were too damn smart robert was so fucking dumb as a kid i knew there was no way his IQ could have gone up this much he's like he didn't know how to read and i explicitly saw you reading one day <laughs> I sent you a letter and it was a test and you failed. Oh my God. And he's like, yeah, I don't really care how you do it, but I need a death certificate for Robert and I need it now. Um, And then you can do whatever you want after that. No, no. He's basically like, and then you have to disappear because like everyone would recognize you. And so Robert is, Robin is like, fine. Yeah. This has been the plan the whole time. This is, I just want to say, this has been the plan the whole time for Robin to like fake Robert's death and disappear but like for some reason in the middle third of this book it's like treated as impossible without somehow besmirching Louisa's name like it's just very like weird I don't know it it's possible it's impossible impossible to do anything but like dip and never talk to anyone again yeah yeah it's like without without like dragging Louisa into I mean Louisa would be prosecuted for fraud you know that that would be a thing but so Robert Robin is like okay fine like uh, we're gonna fake a drowning Keating's gonna testify to it like you'll get your death certificate it'll be all good and Mm -hmm. so Alistair gets a little newspaper thing and he's like god damn it that was my idea you (laughs) sneaky bastard (laughs) and but he's also like oh my god like robin's probably halfway to india by now this is so fucking stupid like i need to find them but he's also like come to the realization where he's like wow i'm spending so much money on the people that i love just like my dad (laughs) wow maybe my dad was right in some it's not recklessness it's generosity this is what money is for and alistair's heart grew two sizes that day <laughs> he's like but he's literally like, what is money and power for but to like take care of the people that you love he's like why the fuck am i being such a cheapskate he like goes down like the household accounts and he's like wait like i have a lot of money and like <laughs> i could be using this to do something like good for the people that I care about. So he gives his his half his three half sisters dowries. Better than dowries, just money that they'll get when yes, they come of age. Yes, so it'll be like yes, their personal said. money. Yes. And then he like hangs out with his sisters and like Mrs. Allenby is like, Welcome to the family, bro. And she's just like fully like like Adopted. is his mom. Like yeah. she finds out that like Robert Selby's allegedly dead because Amelia and and Robin were like friends. And so like Alistair told Amelia and was like clearly very upset about it. So Mrs. Allenby is like, oh my God, my son is in trouble. And like she goes and like holds him to her bosom and, you know, comforts him and whatever. And they have like a cute little relationship. And like Alistair finally has a family. And then would you like to do the kittens? Meow, meow. So he's like Mrs. Allenby has had adopted him and there was no reversing the process. The girls also dropped off a box of kittens, <laughs> and they have to be fed drops of milk. But he only keeps one. I guess they take the rest away. He's like, they should have been drowned. It shows – it reflects badly on her household administration. <laughs> so despite thinking that 
the kitten should have been drowned. He's still, he's like, somehow I've ended up with a kitten. Oh, no. <laughs> and I have to hand feed it. Ride around in my pocket at all times, which is so cute. He really, he really does. Like, that's literally, he keeps the cat, like, on his shoulder, like a like a parrot, but like a cat. Yeah, which I I never understand how that happened. How do people do that? There used to be an old man in our, not even old man, there used to be a man in our old neighborhood who would ride around with on his bike with this cat on his shoulder. And I, when we were cat sitting like two weeks ago, I, I mean, I wouldn't have like actually put that cat on my shoulder because she was like not trained to do it, but I was just like seeing if she would fit. And just like logistically, I don't think a cat would like fit on my shoulder, you know? I guess if they want to, they'll make it work. Yeah. I mean, because she could fit on that window ledge when she would yeah. like look outside. That's true. You know, if if they want to, they will. Yeah. <laughs> she just didn't want to be on your shoulder. Also, this guy, like he has like literally a newborn kitten. It can fit in the palm of his hand. Yeah. It can yeah, certainly yeah, fit on his broad shoulders yeah, while yeah. he like, you know, takes care of it. 24 7 and he's like i'm not gonna give it a name it will just be cat for now he's like i can't i can't get attached i can't <laughs> i'm very attached definitely not already attached <laughs> the name the name means that i am not get attached i have no, i have definitely not settled what remains of my dying happiness now that robin is gone on this tiny creature whose lifespan is a fraction of my own <laughs> he's like I, I i have definitely not left all of my worldly possessions to this cat <laughs> <laughs> Not to my brother, not to my aunts, not even to my royal butler. No. We all know what Robin would do with like a bequest in the will anyway. Like he's already squandered it once. No, no, no. It, it's not that Robin squandered the inheritance. It's that Robin just never took it out from the bank. <laughs> it's just been sitting, I guess, accruing interest this whole time. Well, he hasn't been declared dead yet. So nothing. There would be nothing. Oh, yeah, that's true. During one of the cat's many daily feedings. <laughs> He gets a letter from his housekeeper at his country estate and the country estate housekeeper is like, uh, some lady showed up with this like really rude manservant. Like he's like, I don't know what's up with this guy. And they said that they're cataloging the library. So like, <laughs> uh, is that like, did you ask them to do that? Or did I just let like randos into your house? And Alistair is like, oh my God. It's Robin. And he got a blasts out there so quickly that he doesn't even have time to remove the cat from his pocket. Oh and so he God. takes the cat with him all the way on this, like, presumably at least half a day's journey in yeah, the like, carriage. What? He's just, like, cuddling with the cat. Is there a portable litter box? Like, what's up with that? Well, the cat just pees in his pocket. You know, clothes were much better quality back then. So, like, it's like they're absorb. It's absorbent. Oh he has a little like leather <laughs> lining in the pocket for the cat oh my to gosh. do its business in. <laughs> Maybe he just holds it out the window. Yeah, every few oh. hours. <laughs> I hope that really there isn't a lot of traffic. It's going to be like hitting the like. They didn't even have windshields, just hitting like the coachman behind them. Like, Rachel, except, the the, except this carriage is going like max 15 miles per hour. I don't think that's strong enough to like send the mm. peep flying back into the what? Into the tailgating coachman? If it's fast enough to make your uterus fly around, it's fast enough for Kathy. <laughs> it's not. No, no. Yeah, know, the uterus I flying know. around was only a problem with the trains. 25. That's when you need to be worried point. for your cat. That's a good point. Yeah. And the coachman behind if you care about them here's a question about the uterus flying around thing do you think that they thought that applied to animals too like female animals there were no thoughts involved there were no real thoughts <laughs> i just no feel like somebody must have like taken the delusion that far 
hmm, I don't know. I don't really. Are they like, oh, no, I can't transport my female horses on the train because, like, her uterus may fall out. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, get misplaced. They think it would, like, actually fly out or, like, just. I mean, it could potentially fly out. (laughs) They know the baby can come out. So clearly, like, other things could potentially come out, (laughs) too. That makes no sense. It's not even in the movement of the of the velocity of the train. <laughs> what? Rachel, Rachel, none of it makes sense. In the direction of the movement. I'm trying, I'm currently trying to like role play as like an insane 19th century misogynist right now. I'm trying to get into their minds. <laughs> Alistair arrives and finds Robin. And I love that the first thing he says when he sees Robin is not like oh my god there you are I love you ah I found you at last (laughs) it's why are you wearing a dress because like even that he's like like he's like I just I don't understand why you keep putting on dresses like I will not I will not allow it you are very uncomfortable in dresses and all I care about I I only care about two things in this world and it's your comfort and this cat okay That's it. <laughs> yeah. And then Robin's like, well, some like stupid thing about like how I want to get married. So I have to look marriageable or something. Basically, Robin is like, hey, I'm sorry. It was pretty rude of me to dip and then fake my own death. And then Alistair is like, wait, by faking your own death, to, like, did you actually like almost drown? And Robin is like, <laughs> no, Robin, 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 no, no, wait, wait, wait. Alistair's like, why did it take you so long to come back or something like that? And Robin's like, well, like after the boat accident, you know, I had to like dry off. Oh, it's the dress. And, like, it's the new dress. clothes. No, Alistair's like, why are you wearing the dress? And Robin is like, well, because I fell off the boat in the like that nice gentleman's outfit that you gave me and um, it got ruined. So Alistair's like, you actually, you committed to the bit to that level. You actually jumped into the fucking river. (laughs) You (laughs) couldn't just have like Keating on the shore being like, oh, I saw him go in. Like, who's going to, who's going to verify that? Oh my God. <laughs> Robin is a method actor. Like Jared Leto, Daniel Day Lewis, eat your heart out. Robin <laughs> is here. Like Tony, like EGOT status confirmed. Insanity. Robin once again is like, okay, so I do love you and I want to get married, but once again, I need to emphasize it's going to be super scandalous for us. It's going to be super scandalous for our kids. Everyone's going to be a dick about it. Like you need to be cool about everyone being a dick about it. Are you sure you're going to be cool? And Alistair is like, what the fuck do you think I've been doing this whole month that you've been gone? Other than feeding this kitten, I've been like taking <laughs> fencing lessons. Like I have a broadsword hidden on me at all times. I can hand-to-hand combat. Like I'm ready to fight anyone who is even a little bit mean to you. Someone says they don't like the color of your outfit, punch him in the face. Incredible. Just like A plus grade A, like – Robin's like, you're, what are you, what, like, I told you I was a method actor and you, like, decided you had to one-up me, like, by just committing to the bit. Anyway, they get married. Everything is great. We do have uh, one last wonderful scene where Alistair threatens Clifton and he's like, um, so Robin's not going to go to India and, like, never talk to anyone again. Um, We're actually going to get married and you're going to say that you were in on it the whole time. And if you don't, again, I am ready to fight anyone and um maybe you'll be the next selby to drown Hmm? what what do you think about that and it is a threat it is a fully threatening conversation because alistair is sitting on his desk with the cat in his lap like stroking the cat (laughs) like a fucking like austin powers bond villain 
And he's like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. I will feed you to my piranhas and nor my cat if you ever go near my wife again. <laughs> yeah, this is all after Clifton had the nerve to make the like that like baseless threat of like dragging Alistair into it, like to Robin. Well, it wouldn't have made any sense. No, yeah, Robin mentioned that Robin was like, oh, Clifton like was going to drag you into it. And, and Alistair is like, bro, Clifton is a poor. Let me impart some knowledge about about Regency era British legal systems, the aristocracy were not tried in the regular courts. They were tried by all their best buds in the House of Lords. So unless you literally murdered someone, nobody is going to punish you for it if you're an aristocrat, which is not a good system. But in this in this specific case, like Clifton has no grounds to stand on. <laughs> No, but it also just doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't make it like what this random person that you just made friends with in the past few months. Like, I'm somehow gonna like have to get fraud for your like literally what like six years old fraud. The mind boggles. Anyway, Clifton's out. Whatever. He's he's finally inherited, and like that's all he really wanted in the end. So he, you know, puts us off. Oh, I would be pretty pissed if I was Clifton. Oh, I would. Fair. I would definitely. Like, <laughs> I mean, we talked about this earlier. Like, neither. I don't pity Clifton. <laughs> There's never a point where I'm like, oh, no, the poor man doesn't have his entailed land. Yeah, especially because also – well, that's the thing. Wait, I forgot to mention this, but Clifton was supposed to be Robert's guardian. So, like – Oh, yeah. Clifton was neglectful in his duties and that's, like, part of – like, if Clifton had been doing his job, then he would have been like, hey, Robbie, you're a dumbass and you're, like, 16 years old. We're going to save some money for your sister's dowry. Like – yeah. And then this all would have been avoided. So like really – Or he just would have known when Robbie died in the first place and right, like this whole right. scam couldn't have happened. Right. But if he had been a good guardian to begin with. he Listen, he wasn't doing his fiduciary duty and this right. six-year scam was his fine essentially. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So never mind. All right. Clean our hands of that one. What we'll wipe our hands of this. I'll wipe it on the slick white fur of the cat. Is that <laughs> for a good night? <laughs> and with that um, – With that – the cat says good night. <laughs> and good. now the cat is asking you to rank this book on the cat scale. <laughs> <laughs> well, it honestly wasn't very high on the cat scale at all until the very end. There was like one line that I wrote down of like her like wanting to rub her head against him like a cat, but like resisting or something, you know. But yeah, there there definitely were like a few other cat lines in the beginning that I now can't remember. I'm just gonna assume there were a few other cat references. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there was anything like a handful smattering. It was very strong at the end. It was just like overwhelming at the end, and that's like the note you go out on. And I feel like ordering does matter. You know, order does matter. Right. Right. We got like the finale was a full right. cat, which finale. like and oh oh, lest <laughs> we forget, what is the author's name of this fucking? Oh book? my god. <gasps> This is the first time this is ever factored in. We've never wow. got to include the author's name. Cat Sebastian. Sebastian. I feel like that's e- that's even like a point and a half because you have cat yeah. and then like Sebastian is like seafood and like which is cat yeah, adjacent. Yeah, it just feels cat like. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like a like at least a point five. Is it actually seafood? What is it? It feels. I'm thinking like, of like the Little Mermaid. It's the sea crab bass? from the Little Mermaid. <laughs> 
that's why it's seafood. Seabass. It's Sebastian from the. Yeah, no, you're trying to like go into the etymology of the word Sebastian, and I'm like, no, it's the it's the little red Jamaican crab from the Little Mermaid. Okay, so we have 1.5 for author name alone. We do have the presence of a literal cat, who I would say plays a pretty important role in the finale. Oh, for sure, and it's the flavor it leaves with you. You know, yeah, like, like you leave yeah. with a little fishy flavor. You come off. Yeah, you start off. You if you had this book, you would start off. You would see the word cat right on the front. You would end the right. last page, see the word cat right, right there. And I would say, we definitely said one of them's a cat. Who do we say? Did we, Alastair or Robin? One of them is Alistair definitely a cat. Alastair is a cat. Alistair, Alistair is a cat. Alistair is a ice. cat. <laughs> Robin, you know what it is? Wait, wait. This is what it is. So it's, okay, bear with me. The Aristocats, right? The movie The Aristocats is like fancy, clean, white cat and like rascal Tom cat who fall in love and like go on adventures. So Robin is the rascal Tomcat and Alistair is the clean white cat. Oh no, wait, wait. At one point, the, we, at one point, it, Alistair is described as a dog rolling around in goose shit. That did remind, <laughs> I did remember that. Hmm. He's like half cat. He's like cat dog. <laughs> remember that dog? show? Because he has to be self-sufficient. How could I not, how could I forget that show? Cat dog. <laughs> okay. Three. Three, two, two one, one, seven, six. 6.5. Nice. I feel like we've gotten a lot of 6.5s recently. Maybe I'm just really? making that up. I don't know. I always forget like immediately what I get. <laughs> hey, Rachel, where can they find us? Boo! I will not be doing the socials. I, it's your turn. I'm sick. Where can they find <laughs> us? Where can they find us, Rachel? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at We Read It One Night. You can find us on TikTok, once again, new and improved, at We Read It One Night. You can find us on Twitter at We Read It Podcast. At We Read It Podcast. You can find us on Gmail, We Read It One Night at gmail.com. And finally, that's it. That's all she wrote. I was trying to I was trying to see yeah. whether you were gonna like somehow think of another one. <laughs> you can leave it, you can make sure to rate and review us if you're listening somewhere that allows you to rate and review, particularly on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spotify mm. is catching up in terms of number of ratings yeah. to Apple Podcasts, despite Spotify only allowing ratings for like the last few months. So Apple Podcasts, folks, don't let Spotify win. Catch you with let you let pull a skype on you keep the arbitrary rivalry going and also on apple Podcasts, make sure you leave us a review and for this week's episode to if you want to show that you have left a review along with your rating while you're listening to this week's episode you can leave i just feel like cat is always the answer but <laughs> yeah tell um, us what would you which character in this book would you name your cat for. An acceptable answer is cat, the kitten character. <laughs> just letting you know. Just letting you know. Also, you can put what book you want us to do next in your review, or you can email that to us or DM us or comment it on a post. We got a lot. This is going to be a summer of listener suggestions. We've got mm-hmm. quite a few coming up. So send them in, friends. 
comrades. Get in on the ground floor for one small investment of a comment on Apple Podcasts. You too can get in on the ground floor. And don't forget to check out our merch, which we have now. Woo! And you can purchase. We have t-shirts and mugs and stickers. Woohoo! Some of them are pretty cool. Once I start living in a place where I can safely order things to my door without them potentially getting stolen, I will be purchasing some merch. Godspeed, comrades. Godspeed. Godspeed.